We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to RotoWire's Wednesday NBA DFS podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. I'm Joe Bartle, and joined alongside me, as always, is Ben Miller. Ben, we had some we had some success based off of Monday's lineup. Uh, you might have had success. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I was. <laughs> You're right. I might have had success, <laughs> save for the Tyson Chandler switcheroo that I had no idea was coming, and of course came right near lineup block. Right. If you put Greg Monroe in there and say you decided not to listen to my advice and you wanted to have Demarcus Cousins in there instead of Anthony Davis, which was completely fine, and I understood yeah. that that would have been a full 100 points. And close to near 400 point threshold on DraftKings just using my lineup. Yeah, Cousins. Oh, man. Over 100 points on DraftKings. That's in part because he had 20-plus rebounds, 40-plus points, and, oh, by the way, had a triple-double. Yeah, that that's absurd. Over 100 points. I didn't even think that was possible, I'll be honest. Like, that's that's wild. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy to see, and I, I honestly didn't get a chance to watch the game unfold. 
but I would, really would have liked it. No, me that too. That would have been yeah. an interesting one right. to see how everything's going. And, of course, the Bulls on the other side of things. Well, when you have a score of 132 to 128, there are going to be ridiculous numbers that are put up. Honestly, I'm surprised Anthony Davis didn't get more. Yeah. And if he would have gotten one more rebound, he would have triggered the double-double bonus on DraftKings, which would have been a significant boost in points where he was at. But the price you're paying, if you made those just two small choices, that would have been near 400 points. This is a far cry from Mr. <laughs> 250 on FanDuel here. I, I feel... I know. This I'm, is... I'm this rolling. is a new start. This I'm is DraftKings. Ro- I'm rolling on DraftKings. I'm not liking this. This is yeah, killing me. I'm getting confident. That's the problem. Watch out. All right. Well, let's get to DraftKings uh, Wednesday nine game slate going on. I think. I think. I mean, honestly, there's a couple of ways you can do your lineup, but truthfully, you're looking at a Bulls 76ers eight o'clock. Or I'm sorry, seven o'clock Eastern Time tip off game. That's going to have a huge impact on the way you want to set your lineup, and that's where we're going to start our dialogue and, and diving into this nine game slate. Say you want to start Jerry and Grant, the point guard for the Bulls, who is expected to be the starting guard once again, with Chris Dunn still out due to the concussion. Of course, 76ers allow a lot of points to that point guard spot. And Jerry and Grant's done pretty well. He scored over 50 points last time around when we did this podcast. So it makes sense to have him out there. He's a bit higher priced, and we'll get to that. I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. a bit of your concern. But let's just say the audience wants to have Jerry and Grant in there. The other value play, I think, at the guard spot is going to be uh, Timo Lua Cabaret. The, the, well, I guess at this point, he's probably the de facto starting point guard for the 76ers because TJ McConnell is out with a personal injury. Jared Bayless is out with a wrist injury. Fultz is still out doing whatever he needs to yeah. do with his shoulder. He's by virtue going to be getting 30 minutes tonight, and he's under 4K on DraftKings. Those two in there lock up two of the three guard spots, two of the four if you want to include a utility. How do you want to structure your lineup? Because you're really kind of tying yourself to those two guys. Well, perfect. That's actually, I like that a lot. I like being able to pay down at that spot a little bit. Um, because when I look at the center spot on this, in this lineup, I, I hate everything that's below like 7,500. I have to pay up for center. So I think this, first off, this allows me to do that. So I really like that. Um, after that, it, it's tough because I, I, there are a couple other guards on the slate that I like. So I like an expensive guy like Chris Paul, um, who I'd probably have to use a utility uh, you know, spot for or something like that. Well, he could use the guard, too. Right, the, the, the original guard spot, but yeah. Going back to your point, if there aren't big men, and I say big men being a power forward or a center spot that you feel comfortable using under 6K, well, I imagine that makes it tough to find a utility spot so that you very well could have to use Chris Paul yeah. as a utility and maybe find a cheaper guard somewhere else. That That's the potential possibility. For yeah, that. no, I, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think it, it just allows us to kind of fit in, you know, the big men that are expensive. I, I think that's, that's what makes this slate so nice for me. That's why I like it that much is we got these guards who are fairly reasonable. Even, even a guy like De, uh, De Murray too, you know, he's, he's reasonably priced as well. So there's a bunch of guards in there um, that really make this slate nice where you can, you know, pay up for big men. And I'll say there's a bunch of big men, too, that have intriguing... There, I mean, of course, there is the Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins still hanging around. They're by far yeah. the highest-priced players on DraftKings. But there are some guys, I'm not going to say mid-tier value, but the 7,000 and 8,000 range, even closer to 9,000, like LaMarcus Aldridge, that right. have been consistent for a while now, that you could utilize for a variety of different spots. And you're getting the price savings with those two guards. That's why I think it's important to emphasize the strategy the one you want, you want to use when there are already two guard spots you're kind of locking in if yeah. you want to go any other direction as far as paying up at that center forward spot. Right, right. All right, well, let's touch on some of the injuries that are affecting Wednesday's nine-game slate, starting first with the Jazz and Pistons, a 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Rodney Hood is out with that lower leg injury, so that means more Alec Burke. And then Reggie Bullock's on the Pistons side of things is available with the thumb injury, but probably not going to be playing. So Stanley Johnson gets the benefit of the minutes there. 
of those two main injuries for the Jazz Pistons, I think obviously Alec Burks is going to be the guy that you could potentially use in your lineup. But frankly, his price was such where I didn't feel comfortable putting him into my lineup. Yeah, I mean he's yeah he's had like twenty one and eighteen minutes, so it's not like a huge boost for him. Um, I'm, I'm probably still avoiding him as well. It's just, was, I mean, this isn't a great matchup overall. The Pistons are an okay team defensively. Yeah, Gobert is back now and getting back into the swing of things, so there isn't really the need to be utilizing somebody else offensively of course there's still guys that are gonna be scoring besides gobert he's not really that big yeah, of an offensive right. guy just one of those things where i know burks is gonna be able to provide the three-point shooting but where he's at right now even with the minutes increase with hood out i don't feel comfortable using him at this me point. either me either going over to the sun's pacers which is a very interesting stacking game if you want to go that route marquise chris will be out again with the hip injury so dragon bender is still starting at the power forward spot but frankly if you look at his numbers you wouldn't know he's starting I mean, he's scoring <laughs> under 20 DraftKings points down the last couple nights. We had talked about him on Monday as maybe an intriguing name. This is another great matchup given that Pacers struggled defensively stopping the spot. And this is, again, with Miles Turner questionable. I'm I'm surprised that Bender isn't doing as well as he is given the minutes he's been getting. Yeah, he had that, that, that two-game stretch where he had like 43 and 32 Fandle points. So like that's that's his top upside. That's that's what you'll get if he blows up. But um, obviously, like you said, since then, it's been absolute crap. So there's no way I'm going there. I, I mean, he's getting 28, 30 minutes. So it's not like his minutes have dropped at all. It's just he, he's lacking production. So I'm out on that as well. And he's just a little under 5K, too. If he was in the, you know, the 3K, 4K yeah. range, that might be something I would consider. And I know that we shouldn't be quibbling about a $400 or $500 difference, but you do it all the time, so I feel comfortable doing it for me as well. <laughs> Definitely. I always do it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know about it. It like, matters, Joe. It matters. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you there that in this situation, I don't feel comfortable given the price tag that he's at. And even with the minutes, he's not getting the production. So I'm staring, I'm steering away from that. I'm kind of steering away from Sabonis, too. Even if Turner comes back, he's still been getting his, moment, his minutes. Uh, Fast and Furious Dom is going to be getting that production as far as the minute goes. But you look at his DraftKings stuff and where he's priced, again, that's a situation where you're talking about people are over 7K that you like, under 7K you don't like. Well, here's one of those guys under 7K that you're not comfortable using as a big guy. No, and you like the matchup, obviously. You're going up against the Suns. It's going to be an up-tempo game. So you like that, but I agree. At the same time, the potential for you know Turner to come back, the price is, is just a little too much for me. Absolutely. Over to the Pelicans, Horn at 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off, of course. Kemba Walker is circling in trade rumors, but uh, that really hasn't affected things so far for the Horns. And there's not really any new injuries for the Pelicans side of things. Going back to the Hornets, Kid, Gil- Kid Gilchrist is probable to play with that foot injury that's kept him out for a little while, and Cody, Sell- Go- Cody Zeller, I should say, still remains out with that knee injury. Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, your two highest-priced players on Wednesday's nine-game slate. We know what Cousins just did. We just saw it. We know what his top production can be. Do you feel comfortable using him, though, against the Hornets? I'd say I feel comfortable. I would. I'd feel comfortable uh, comfortable doing it. Do I really want to? Is the other um, situation there? I, I, it's nice. Like we like we mentioned at the start of the pod, we have the ability to pay up for him because we can fit a guy like um, TLC in there and some some cheaper guard options. But uh, I'm I'm leaning off those two. I, I think there's some better, more expensive guys that you can take a look at you that are you know priced here down that are like a little bit better. I just I just don't 
I don't want to pay that far up for, for for Cousins, even though he just went off for that for that monster outing. Davis is a thousand dollars less than when we were talking about on Monday. So he was at eleven thousand eight hundred. Yeah. He's now priced at ten thousand eight hundred. That's literally screaming Ben should like this guy I know, more. But I know. Then, of course, there's the Anthony Davis tax that comes with <laughs> potentially him being out whatever randomly for whatever injury that might occur. Yeah, I'd, I'd feel way more comfortable with Davis obviously than than Cousins between the two. I I agree with you, but then I look at that 100, 100 point scoreline and it's like wow. <laughs> this is what he can do. We've seen Anthony Davis go off for stretches of time. Yeah. I wonder if DeMarcus Cousins isn't due for a just go off for a stretch of time type of deal. I don't want to go that route. In fact, I'm going to use the other guy, the other big guy in this matchup. That's Dwight Howard. I, it seems counterintuitive given how much we're talking about Anthony Davis and DeM- DeMarcus Cousins and how big those guys are. Howard's not going to be getting a lot of blocks, but the Pelicans do allow a lot of scoring to that center spot. And I think... DraftKings scoring, but also just scoring in general. Yeah, yeah. I kind of am intrigued, and I think that that might be a little bit one of those plays where you look at Anthony Davis, you look at Demarcus Cousins. Oh, they're so big guys; they're not not going to be able to stop, or they're going to be able to stop whoever's in front of them. Well, actually, the numbers say otherwise. That the Pelicans allow part of the top five most DraftKings points to that center spot. Howard's going to get a double double. That's going to happen. So you're right. going to get that bonus when it comes to that. at eighty two hundred. You're kind of setting yourself up for around forty points at least in a double-up lineup, I think Howard might be a sneakily consistent play. I mean, he's had over 40 Fandu- or the Raft Kings points in uh, the last four games, so that's great. Um, that's also brought his price up, though, so that's that's starting to worry me a little bit there. Obviously, this is the $500, $600 price change you're talking about that I worry about. This is it. Stop um, quibbling over it. <laughs> I don't like that he's up to you know 8200 here, but... Um, I think he is super consistent, obviously, when he, he's going to get like 15 boards a game. It's crazy. Um, he's, he's super with, consistent again, with that. Yeah. Even with Cousins and Davis right. there, I think Howard is going to get those. And it's not so much that those two guys won't be getting it for the Pelicans, but simply put the team that he plays for, the Hornets, they don't get many rebounds besides Dwight Howard, right, besides right. the big guys. So there's just more opportunities out there. So long as an injury doesn't surface uh, and like Frank Kaminsky gets 10 minutes or randomly or something like that, yeah, yeah. I think that Dwight Howard actually ends up being a decent play that a lot of people are going to stick their nose up right away when they see the matchup. Right. Yeah. It, it, it is tough just because of he's going up against two superstars, but um, I, I could definitely see the see the slight intrigue there. Absolutely. We'll move over to the Bulls 76 or seven o'clock Eastern time tip off. We already teased at the top of the hour or top of the podcast. I should say Chris Dunn is going to be out with a concussion for another game. So that means Jerry and Grant gets the third straight start. Of course, Denzel Valentine's been seeing some minutes, but again, certainly hasn't been seeing DraftKings production. I think Jerry and Grant is a very reasonable play at the point guard, shooting guard, guard, utility spot, whatever you want to do in your DraftKings lineup. He's sitting at 5,800. That's a higher price, but of course he's been doing really well when he's been getting the minutes the 76ers is a great matchup, and that's without T.J. McConnell, Jared Bayless, Markel Fultz all out, J.J. Reich included in that conversation. I think that Jerry Grant almost ends up being a must-play. Do you agree with that statement? I wouldn't say must-play. I'd say must-play if he was about 50, about 5,000. I'd say he's a must-play then. I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> no one can see this, but I'm rolling my eyes because it's only an $800 difference, but yet a must-play is not an $800 difference. No, definitely not. Um, no, I do like the play, though. Obviously, he's he's played extremely well the last two games, you know, starting, you know, filling in for Dunn. I think um, he's a guy that kind of does it all. I think I mentioned this on Monday, that he gets the you know points, he gets rebounds, he gets assists. He does kind of everything as, as a guard, which you don't always get. Um so I like the play. I do. I think he, he's got potential for that multi-category production there to to kind of give you that that solid base number. Again, Timote Luau Cabro 
TLC for short. That's the last one I'm going to be saying his name. So <laughs> TLC, that's what we're going with now for the future, is probably the biggest value play on this slate. And that's, again, because T.G. McConnell, Jared Bayless, Markel Fultz, J.J. Redick, Whew, say that five times fast. I, I can't. That's I right. Can't. That's right. That's why I'm the professional. I'm the leading, leading host <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. Uh, that's why I think TLC is going to be a value play at under 4,000. In double ups, you should be expecting around 40 or 50% owned rate, depending on how big your slate or how big the people are in this tournament that you're in. That being said, I still think it's one of those things you have to have in there. If he gets over 30, uh, 30 DraftKings points, you're already set at the value that you need him to. And I fully expect that to be the case given all the minutes he's, he's expected to be getting. Yeah. He played 30 minutes in the last two games. He started, you know, obviously the last two, even against, you know, a tougher Memphis squad who was hurt. Um, he had, you know, 26 Fanduel points. Um, he had 24 Fanduel points, the previous one. He's not really getting anything other than like, he's not doing anything other than scoring. So that's obviously super concerning, but at his price, I think there's plenty of plenty of upside there. So I'm, I'm, I'm locking him in for sure. Absolutely. Support for this podcast comes from wild Turkey, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Let's tune into their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from old fourth ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Moving over to the Raptors, Hawks, 7.30 Eastern Time tip-off. No real injuries to note for either squad in this. Of course, the, the Hawks, we've been talking about this all year. Bad defense of the center spot. I thought about getting Valanciunas in there. Didn't want to try it. I thought about maybe even going with Serge Ibaka as the Hawks have been struggling at the power forward spot. But I looked at Serge's numbers and I said, no, no, not going Serge at all. So yeah. is there anyone you feel really comfortable using in this game? Because it's a surprisingly decent matchup where I don't know if I find value in any of these players. I, I really don't like anything about this game. I, like you said, I actually looked at Serge too. I saw his price. I'm like, ooh, that's that's a nice looking, looking price. But yeah, he's been brutal. Um, I'm avoiding that. I'm, I'm avoiding Valanciunas. I, I like the guys in the top tier at center. So I'm not, I'm not touching him there. If really not much me, in this game. If you told me Valentinus was going to get 30 minutes, I might be a little bit more understanding, but he's had four games, two, which he's seen over 30 or close to 30 and two that he's seen less than 15. That's avoid, way avoid, too big of a avoid. Swing. Yeah. Way too big of a swing for yeah. me to feel comfortable going that direction. Right? No, I'm yeah. I'm avoiding that tenfold tenfold all right rockets mavericks eight o'clock eastern time tip off we already talked about anthony davis and demarcus cousins as some of the highest priced players on DraftKings. well here's your other highest priced player james harden and i don't blame him i don't blame DraftKings for the pricing because of course the mavericks aren't great defensively there's not a lot of injuries to note for the rocket side of things uh chris paul is kind of getting back to the swing of things on offense too the mavericks just devin harris out with a concussion maybe more minutes for jj beret yogi farrell nerlands noel seth curry dorian finley smith all out they've been out for a while not really a big factor in terms of dfs on either side of things really in this matchup yeah i know and i'm gonna be forced i know i'm foreshadowing but i know chris paul guy that you're interested in how about james harden though if you weren't going to go the chris paul route he's 1300 dollars higher than paul do you feel comfortable using harden if you really were effective with the price savings i do i do i, I did think about playing him um the price it is it is tough because he's had a few kind of stinkers lately um i'd feel comfortable playing him though I, he, he was probably one of the few top guys i originally looked at that i that i wanted to use um Still, I like. I honestly like Chris Paul even better in this matchup. I feel like he can harass those young guards. Um, 
but I, I, I'd feel comfortable with Harden if, if someone asked me if, if, if they should play him. The Mavericks allow the most points, again, not drafting his points, but the most points to the point guard spot overall. And drafting-wise, they've allowed quite a bit. I think it, they're going to be at least top five. I would imagine they're probably even closer to that. So your point remains that one of those squads that he should be able to harass for the most part. I think yeah. the steals is an important part, too. We know that Chris Paul is a better defender than maybe... Well, we know that Chris Paul has talked about as being a better defender than maybe he is, but he still gets the production. He gets still gets those counting statistics, and that maybe might be one of those where, okay, he could get that. My question to you is, though, do you think Paul is in a position to benefit from that double-double bonus on DraftKings? I don't know if that's the case, and that's where he gets that value that you're hoping to get 40 to 45 DraftKings points. It's going to be coming on the back of if he can get those assists or not. I think I think he does have that that opportunity. This is one of the higher over unders on the night, so it's going to be an up and down game. That's that's plenty of statistics all around. I think this is an easily easy game for him to potentially grab, you know, 10, 11, you know, assists. It looks like he's had about four double digit assist games in like the last 10 or 12 or so. Um, so not bad. I, I like that against against the Mavericks. I think he could definitely do that. My other concern, and I don't know if this is really so much of an issue when it's a, a Texas rivalry in which this is what this. I know the Mavericks have struggled thus far, so rivalries are kind of built when teams are both pretty good. But there still is that interstate divisional stuff that's going on. I wonder if the Rockets end up getting too far ahead and they have to pull some of these guys out, and therefore you're losing your opportunity at getting these bonuses that DraftKings is providing. That's always a worry. Um, I feel like we, we, I used to worry about this a little too much in in. It doesn't happen as as often as we you know think it does. So I, I I really I really don't I'm not that that doesn't scare me. It's worth noting the Dallas Mavericks actually allowed the fewest DraftKings points to the shooting guard spot overall. So if you're looking at paying up for James Harden, who is again the second highest player on Wednesday's nine game slate, just keep in mind you're expecting to get a lot of points, maybe some rebounds, and that that might be it. Like so, the, just just keep that in mind i'm i would rather pay up for a big guy i think you're getting up more guaranteed double up production yeah than as opposed to a guard but if you hit on that guard and we know james harden can be hit on obviously <laughs> i'm not just trying to make a, a chloe kardashian reference here <laughs> if we know harden has the potential to go off there is a price to pay when it comes to that though if you're looking Definitely. at acquiring his high price moving over to the spurs grizzlies eight o'clock eastern time tip off on the spurs side of things imaginably is a game time decision with the thigh paul gasol is a wrist game time decision we of course know rudy gay quiet leonard already out on the grizzly side of things there was a myriad of guys injured on monday a little less so now tyreek Ill, or tyreek evans i was gonna say tyreek illness which would actually be <laughs> feels like a good well rapper done. name yeah. that's a good rapper name but i'm not sure an nba name tyreek uh, evans is going to be game time decision with the illness if he's out more minor chalmers andrew harrison wayne seldom Jarrell martin if he's able to play with any injury, he should start at the power forward spot because Michael Green is out with the ankle injury, James Ennis calf injury, Char- uh, Chandler Parsons out with the knee injury, and of course Mike Conley will be still out for an extended time. So Tyreek Evans, I think, is the big name to watch, and frankly, maybe yeah. one of the biggest injuries overall on Wednesday's nine-game slate. Do you have any sense as far as where that might end up leaning towards his stats? That is, uh, it's tough. There's. Th- they kind of it's kind of like a, a committee approach that they use there um you know usually i would think it'd be mario chalmers jumping in there um but i i really don't like any any three of those you know guards that we're considering here chalmers harrison selden i don't like it i don't think there's guaranteed guaranteed you know production for any single one of those guys um so still rather go for a guy like tlc jerry and grant um for price wise even if these guys are you know cheap 
I'll say I, this. Do we know if it's a Tony Parker game or not? Like, do we know if Tony Parker is going to be active? I can see, given all the injuries the Grizzlies are going on, this might be one of those where the Spurs just choose to rest some of their veterans. So Paul, uh, Paul Gasol is already a game-time decision. Ginobili is already a game-time decision. Yeah. Might just simply be a better strategy to sit those guys, including Parker, in which case Dehante Murray ends up being a really interesting name as far as price goes against a depleted Grizzlies squad. Yeah, I'll be honest. To begin with, I hate that I like like three or four guys in this game just because of how slow grinded out it's going to be like on both it's, it's going to be brutal yeah. on both sides of things and i still I, I love aldridge um and like you just mentioned murray murray's a guy that i also you know i am definitely interested in at 4800 his price has gone up a little bit but popovich did say tuesday that uh, murray's the the guy moving forward so they're passing the torch from parker to him it's gonna be murray starting for the rest of the season you know um, what that means though you know that Patty Mills is getting 35 minutes. <laughs> that, that's, that's how the Spurs work. We had talked about this in an earlier podcast. We didn't know whether it'd be a Murray or Mills game. We were leaning towards Murray, and then yeah. Patty Mills gets 30 points, eight assists, and we're like, well, damn it. We just messed that whole thing up. I recognize what Pop says and what Pop says goes, but that is the risk that you have to take when you're playing Dehante Murray is that they can go any number of directions any given night. Definitely the risk, but there's a lot of reward there. Look at last night's line. 49 FanDuel points he had last night. He had 19 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 7 steals. Obviously, he's not going to get 7 steals again. Um, but he's this, this is one of the guards that is one of the best rebounders I've seen for a young guy. Um, he's had 10 rebounds, 7 rebounds, 7 rebounds, 9 in the last four games. That's, that's absurd for, for a young guard, still super cheap, 4,800. I love the price. He had 28 fan to, or DraftKings points the game prior. Um, so I love the play. He, he does a little bit of everything defense and offense. I'm going with him again. We joked about earlier and uh, leading into the podcast that we should just have a, a dinger or something whenever time, whenever Ben <laughs> saying fan into points instead of DraftKings points. Cause it's the point. I mean, you just corrected yourself there, but there was one just I know, seconds I know. that you just completely said fan for instead of <laughs> DraftKings. One of the uh, f- faithful listeners, I encourage you guys to keep a running count every episode as to how many times Ben says fan points instead of DraftKings. Cause for the most part, I've been, I've been right on with this switch, but you're red face over this here. This is tough, man. <laughs> you, you, you've been hurt. You've been hurt. The most from this switch it's, over it's to killing me man <laughs> every time <laughs> i just get a, a little wise smile going on even wily smile i don't say why so oh god it's not that, a letter smile but a wily smile going every time you say FanDuel instead of draft it, it gets me every time this is tough it's, it's tough we're professionals ben this is what we're supposed <laughs> to be able to do i'm getting there i'm getting say there DraftKings right. instead of FanDuel when we're talking <laughs> about the points on the sponsored podcast I'll do what I can. I'll right. do what I That's can. That's all we can ask for. Moving over to the Timberwolves Trailblazers, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Jimmy Butler is doubtful with the knee injury, so more Bielitsa potentially starting at the small forward spot. He was a value player we talked about on Monday. Ended up being pretty good dividends. I feel comfortable using him. However, he is now into the bend threshold where he is priced much higher than he was on Monday and therefore is something we need to consider about if we want to use that value player or not. Yeah, he's up 1300 that's much higher. that's scary but he was a minimum guy you know it's not like he's moving into the, the mid-tier he's still like the bottom bottom quarter bottom third so i, I still like to play you know butler is doubtful so he's not gonna play I, I i think it's great he played 35 minutes 37 fan points that's the yeah. sort of upside he has 
<laughs> That's the sort of you. that is the sort of upside he has. So I like to play again, even though he's up a little bit. I'm just gonna start making a ding noise myself. I thought maybe I'd just do it on a podcast and find a way to do the no. I'm just gonna say ding out loud and just stop you mid. Feel free. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> this is how we have the. I need. I need to you. learn my lesson. <laughs> how you. I agree with you though. I think Bielitsa is actually a really interesting name. I'm not scared off about the 4300. Really, that's only you that gets scared off by the major uh, price increases overall. So. I still think as far as looking at value plays, it ends up being TLC. Jerry and Grant for under 6K isn't necessarily value, but I really believe the 76ers and given all the minutes he's going to get, that is a value play. And we should mention, though, I'm going to go back to the Bulls 76ers. This could be a Zach Levine game too, right? I mean, he's coming off that major injury. He's really starting to get in the flow of things. In fact, I think on the RotoWire News update, there was something saying that Levine was going to get more minutes moving forward. This is a perfect time to do so. I still think Jaron Grant is interesting enough at under 6K that I want to have in my lineup. Yeah, in terms of uh, Levine, he's on a 24-minute restriction still. Apparently, he's in line for increased minutes after Wednesday. After Wednesday. Um, so literally, this is the arbitrary so date that after tonight. Yeah, this is, this is for some reason they just want to I keep it down. I know there's probably some science behind this. But I just get I roll my eyes every time they're like, all right, after Wednesday is now when is mints. Despite the fact we're missing one of our prime guards, we're just right. going to go ahead and say after today's game. It, it's like they... Yeah, they, they just want to make it look like they're being careful when really it really doesn't That's matter. That's actually a really good way of putting it. All I know is I've been burned way too often assuming people are going to not play very much. I think back to Batum, who was coming off a broken something or another, and he still plays 30 minutes right away. Yeah. I know that the Hornets are a different team than the Bulls, but still, I, I don't trust these coaches when they say that. When a push comes to shove, you want your best guys in there. That is Jerry and Grant at this point, but I think it's also Zach Levine, too. Yeah, Levine, he's 5,300. I can't go there. I know. I, I know, especially when we're talking about restriction and we're talking about minutes. Right. 5,300 is a lot. I just, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Um, no, I'm I not going to go that direction, but I wouldn't be surprised. Rounding out Wednesday's nine game slate is the Clippers Celtics 1030 Eastern time tip off. That'll be a great game to watch. But good God, I don't know how many people I want to really use from a DFS <laughs> perspective. DeAndre Jordan is doubtful. So I think the one guy that en- ends up being interesting is Montrose Harrell. Willie Reed probably benefits a little bit. Of course, we have Gallinari, Austin Rivers, Juwan Evans, all going to be out for the Clippers side of things. I used Tio Dosich. He was okay on Monday. He wasn't fantastic. I certainly am staying away from Tio Dosich now. I wonder if Kyrie Irving is not more of an interesting name. I didn't really consider him in my lineup, but as far as the guards that were higher priced, it's not like the Clippers have been fantastic defensively. Maybe Kyrie Irving ends up being a guy that you know has the potential to go off scoring wise, but could maybe sneak into the conversation for a double double. Yeah, he's not even a, a guy I really considered or even saw on this slate, but I agree. It's I, the late game stuff. I mean, you look at the yeah. 30 games, you're like, ah, oh, you know, you just skip past it, but he actually is kind of intriguing. He's had a ton, a ton of DraftKings points lately 44, 60, and 42. Um, played really well. Only eighty six hundred. I'd, I'd, I'd use him. I, I think. I think I have no no reservations of him against the Clippers. I mean, they're they're injury depleted. Don't have a lot of you know defensive guys up. Um, you know, in the back. It's not like they have Patrick Beverly. He's done for the season. So I think that'd be a fine play. Clippers are very firmly in the pack in terms of allowing points to that DraftKings spot point guard wise. Uh, really, last five games they've been pretty good overall. I think that's more due to the schedule. They just haven't faced that many star players. If you look at the numbers a little bit more, they actually don't allow that. many any assists either the steals that's up there i think they were on uh, top 10 or top 15 in terms of allowing steals to that point guard spot yeah. so Kyrie irving isn't necessarily known as a defensive guy but that might be production that you would otherwise not be expecting from him right 
All right. Well, I guess that does it for our Wednesday nine game slate as far as going through injuries. Before we get to the World of War Optimizer lineup, let's first get a word from Draft Easy. We know how frustrating it can be to play in DFS tournaments, only to be dominated week in and week out by the Sharks and pro players. Did you know 91% of the money is won by 1% of the players? Well, now finally, we found a new daily fantasy game where you actually have a chance to win. With DraftEasy.com's rapid fire game, all you do is pick which player in five two player matchups you think will score the most fantasy points. Get four out of the five picks right and triple your money. It's that draft easy. No salary caps, no math, no competition, just you against the house. Sign up at DraftEasy.com now with promo code RotoWare and get a free shot at $50. And check this out. For RotoWare users, get at least one pick right and score $20 free. And for January, DraftEasy has a crazy deposit match bonus with no drip up to $100. Go now to DraftEasy.com. Fantasy sports made easy. Ben, we we did our RotoWire lineup last week, or I'm sorry, last Monday, based on two of our value plays. We kind of argued a little bit off the air as to which one of our value plays we went yeah. with. Of course, because I'm the host, and I can say DraftKings and points instead of FanDuel points. <laughs> True. Yes. I won out, and I got my two value plays that I want in my lineup. So I'll let you read through okay. what the DraftKings, or I'm sorry, the RotoWire optimizer lineup is for DraftKings. Okay. So at point guard. It's going with Ben Simmons, um, 7,600 against the Bulls. That's who I went with last week, and he absolutely blew it. Yeah, last Monday, absolutely. Yeah, only had 20 DraftKings points, so that was that was a tough one. They're going back to it. I like it. I like his price. Like like he said, he at the start of the season, he was super expensive, was dominating. He's in a bit of a lull here, lull here but that's, that's what you're looking for when you're trying to grab that lowest price, so I get it. Um, then, obviously, Jerry and Grant, who we talked about, don't have to go too much into that. J.J. Barea is one of their cheaper guys. No Devin Harris. I could see maybe he gets a, a few more minutes there. Um, without without looking at this lineup at all, this is definitely paving the way for potentially not just Anthony Davis or Marcus Cousins, but both of them. Am I correct in assuming that both are in this lineup? You are 0 for 2. Oh, 0 for whoa. 2, yeah. The stunder for the Rotoware Optimizer lineup right here. Continue. Definitely a couple expensive big men. Um, but yeah, Barea is 4,500 against the Rockets up-tempo game. Then we got TLC. We talked about a bunch, 3,900, super cheap. They're going Blake Griffin okay, at power forward against fair. the Celtics. Given, given his 70-point game last time out on Monday, yeah. I recognize where that's coming from. All right. He's 9,000, though. He's, he's super expensive. Not that great of a matchup, I don't think. Um, they're going Dwight Howard at center. You, you mentioned right. him. There we go. Um, against the Pelicans. Me. Okay. 8,200. Um, they're going to Montrez Harrell, who you mentioned as one of those guys in that late game that you like. I, I do as well. Getting up there in price, but no DeAndre Jordan. He's 4,700. Um, and then the last guy is Thad Young against the Suns. That's a, um, I mean, he's 5,800. I'm pretty sure I tried to petition for him to just be named double up because that, that's what he's great. Right. He's fantastic yes. in double up situations. You're not going to be getting a lot of production from him as far as a ceiling, but the floor is so goddamn meaty that at times it yeah. works out for it. So I, I understand where Thad Young comes into play mm-hmm. as far as the RotoWare Optimizer lineup. Your feelings overall looking at it, though? I. <laughs> I, I want to like it, but I don't. Again, I think it's because Simmons burned me. That's 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 where I'm hurting. Um, I also don't. I don't like the the Griffin matchup against the Celtics. I don't think that's that's that great. I mean, if you look at power four numbers, I think the Celtics are probably in the bottom half. Yes, they certainly are. I mean, they they really have been well all season long in terms of allowing those power forward spots really sound. And they're, they're middle of the pack. Looks like, yeah, about dead center. Last almost. five games that they've been a little bit higher than you'd expect by anticipates more based off the matchups than yeah. really anything that says to do about their lineup overall yeah i would i'd probably rather try and get up to anthony davis and, and, and you know hurt myself a little elsewhere um go, go a little cheaper elsewhere I, I i just like davis better than griffin here let's get to our lineups because i think there's some interest and really when we saw our fan duel lineups they were always not not so much the same but there was tough to differentiating 
this case, given there's only nine games, I'm surprised by how different our lineups truly are. Yeah. I think that says something to really the variety of options you can use for Wednesday's nine-game slate. So, as always, we'll have you read through your lineup first. We'll touch on some players that we haven't already talked about before as to reasons why you like them. We'll do the same for mine, and then conclusion of show. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll go start off with a point guard, Chris Paul, against the Mavericks, and 9,500 um, TLC against the Bulls, 3,900. TJ Warren against the Pacers, 7,000. Aldridge, that big, quick, up-tempo matchup against the Grizzlies, Mm -hmm. 8,400. Rudy Gobert uh, against the Pistons as my center option at 7,400. I'm going over to to Hunte Murray, taking over for Tony Parker against the Grizzlies, 4,800. Going Montrezl Harrell against the Celtics, 4,700. And good old B. Alitza against right. the trailblazers so the, off that lineup i think the two names i really want to pick out here and i suspect i know why you're going tj warren at seven thousand yeah. against the pacers and that's simply because the matchup suns pacers and what warren can present scoring wise but we know the counting stats as far as rebounds and assists aren't always there right and at seven thousand aren't don't you feel like you're limiting your production a little bit as far as that other stuff other stuff being the steals assists, blocks rebounds not really um I mean, maybe limiting myself, yes, in those categories, but what I think Warren can do scoring-wise in this sort of matchup, uh, I think it's an easy, easy 30, 35, you know, base um, DraftKings, you know, floor for him. So I, I'm not too worried about that. It's worth pointing out the Pacers allow the third most DraftKings points to the small forward spot. Whether Warren really plays small forward or not, I think that's kind of up in the air. It gravitates between shooting guard and small forward quite a bit when you watch those guys out there. Uh, most of that production actually comes from the blocks category. The Pacers allow the second most, well, I guess tied for first most blocks at small forward. And I think that's interesting. I, I couldn't really put that together as to why yeah, one of them, maybe the small forward spot just takes bad shots at times. And I don't know if Warren's going to be able to capitalize on that stat though. It's not like he's a huge hulking figure out there. He had a big old two blocks against the bucks uh, last time. <laughs> uh, the easy, easy line for, for a few. <laughs> all right. All right. That's fair enough. And of course the points come as well when you're a bad team as far as stopping the small forward spot. You're going to be along a lot of points, and that's what TJ Warren does best. I understand that. LaMarcus Aldridge is the other guy that I wanted to point out. And again, it's it's not so much that it's a bad – well, I mean, it's not a great matchup because when you talk about the pace of the game, yeah. I understand that Aldridge is going to be scoring a lot of points. It's the 8,400 that you got to be like, huh, Blake Griffin just got 70 points two days ago. He's only $600 left or less, I should say. Yeah. I feel like the floor of those two is pretty similar, whereas the ceiling leans more towards a guy like Griffin. Yeah, I think that that's that's definitely an argument to be made. I think this matchup specifically, though, is, is super beneficial for Aldridge. I mean, the, the Grizzlies aren't going to have Jamichael Green, their their normal power forward starter. So Aldridge is going to be matched up against um, Jarrell Martin, young, inexperienced guy. Jarell, I didn't think about um, that. So I could see him handling him pretty well. Obviously, you got Marcus All in the lane too, who's going to kind of clog it up there a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I have no reservations. I think Aldridge is still a really good play against that uh, against Martin himself. Well, that's an intriguing name. Honestly, I think that would be a utility spot play for me if I was able to get the price savings up for that. So I'll just run through my lineup quick, and we'll touch on the guys that really haven't talked about already. Jerry and Grant, 5,800. TLC, 3,900. Those are two point guard, shooting guard options. Bielitsa is still cheap enough for me to feel confident using at small forward. Dario Sark against the Bulls at 6,400. Ben, should I ask, 
who allows the most points to the power forward spot on DraftKings, or do you might maybe already know? I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I think I, it might be the Bulls. That's why Darius. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. But also did pretty darn good on Monday. Yeah, and I think the floor that Sark presents, especially with Ben Simmons struggling for whatever the reason, he's doing everything else, rebounds and assists. He's not getting the points. So I understand where the lineup optimizer is suggesting Simmons because he very well could get a triple double, which is going to trigger a lot of different category production for DraftKings. But Sark actually is a pretty guaranteed double-double, and I feel confident 6,400 he's going to easily get 40 points. I, I, I think that's honestly the minimum of what he's going to be able to do. Yeah, I was originally going to probably hate on you for the price that I didn't like it, but, I mean, he, he worked out on, on Monday. You, you got me there, Absolutely. so I'm not going to hate. I, I think it'll be, probably be a solid play. And then Dwight Howard we've talked about now a little bit as my center option at 8,200. Again, I think that might actually be a sneaky, sneaky play for double-ups as far as you see Pelicans, you see Anthony Davis to Marcus Cousins, when in reality they actually allow a lot of points that center spot overall. We know Dwight Howard is always good for double-double. At my guard, it's my highest-priced t- player, and we haven't really talked about this matchup at all, and definitely bears mentioning damien lillard against the timberwolves finally your first time all-star just announced yesterday yeah. 8900 i recognize he's high priced give me lillard though who has been much more consistent than chris paul and oh by the way he's your favorite 600 savings less i love lillard and i think that he ends up being one of the better value high-priced plays overall on wednesday's nine game slate yeah i really don't hate this at, at all um i think he, he's a pretty solid play you know he had 40 52 45 51 drafting points that's a ton um he's doing it pretty consistently uh, i like that and i guess you're right he is fairly cheaper than chris paul so i get the intrigue there especially you know the, the timberwolves don't have jimmy butler so they don't have their defensive stopper they don't i i do like to play i have I'm, I'm i actually not- double dipped on this game and this is the one area that i think i'm going to change my lineup it's going to be at the utility spot i currently have yusef nurkic in there at 6,600, 6, he's very high priced. The Timberwolves allow enough points to the center spot where it makes sense, but it all comes from other production, not really scoring. Anthony Davis, I'm sorry, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, for the most part, is okay as far as getting the rebounds and stuff. The scoring, Nurkic will do, but probably not enough to get to the high point of the 6,600. I'm waiting for some sort of injury to kind of even things out. However, I like my lineup in every other spot besides Nurkic. I think maybe if there's an injury that really makes sense, I'll take out Kyle Anderson, who's currently listed at 6000 going against the Grizzlies. I like Anderson where his price is at, and I think the production minutes he's going to get is fine. However, you could probably find somebody that gives you a similar floor yeah. without the higher ceiling, and that's where for lower price. So if I was going to try to transition maybe to a higher spot like LaMarcus Aldridge, I would need a guy like Kyle Anderson to be taken out of my lamp and get rid of Nurkic. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's fouled. Nurkic has just been so crazy inconsistent for me, where it's like I'm, I'm way too afraid to, to touch him. I mean, especially at 6600. Yeah, yeah, just too too inconsistent. Yep, and I agree with you. I mean, I honestly think in a tournament setting, that's not a bad play because people are going to think what you think. I'm like, oh yeah. He's been really consistent, but he's done well when he's done well. Right, right. Yeah. It's a matter of getting on when he does well. Right. That's, yep. that's coming to play. So uh, that would be the one lineup change. Of course, you can see if we make any changes on our Twitter handles. Of course, we'll be tweeting out closer to the 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. I neglected to do that Monday, uh, which would have been great because I could have had Greg Monroe and Anthony Davis in there. But, hey, <laughs> I still had 290, so we got to take, take care of that, at least for the points go. Um, that does it for us on the Wednesday NBA DFS podcast. We'll be back again Monday, I think. Monday, That's not yeah. the All Star game, right? No, no, we still got a couple weeks. A couple weeks? I think yet? it's not till uh, mid February. I need the All Star games. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting exhausted here. We need the break. All right, well, we'll be back again Monday to talk more NBA DFS. Hopefully, Ben will figure out how to say DraftKings points instead of FanDuel points by then. But uh, we'll see how it goes, and we'll talk to you again, again Monday.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.